listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, today we're going to be talking about creating a Pinterest plan for your marketing or what I like to call it as creating a workflow for your daily, weekly, and monthly pinning habits. And I have brought on my friend Elisa Meredith to talk with us today because she wrote this rockin' post exactly about this topic and shared my Facebook group and people loved it. So I want to go over that with her today and walk through each and every element. So thanks for coming on, Elisa. Hey, Kate. Thank you so much. And thanks for, well, thanks to the the Facebook group member who shared it in your in your group, it took off. So thank yeah, you. it was Christy Hill. She's so <laughs> oh, awesome. She, is. she yeah. is just so generous with all of um, what she shares. And she finds such good quality information, clearly, because she found your post. And yeah. I admit that um, while I have a strong love of you and your writing, I am not a good reader of blogs these days. And so I am so, so thankful that she put it in there because then I caught it, which is so horrible because we're friends and I'm supposed to read it every, you know, every time you write a post and I, I shared it though. I pinned it. it Yes, it does. You're obligated to read everything I write. I am. I am. I'm obligated to support you. I know, but I'm horrible. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I bring you on the podcast so yes, we can talk you. about it. Yes, and you are forgiven. Phew. Okay, we can teach other people this. All right. So um, I love that you broke down your post into what to do daily, weekly, and monthly. Because honestly, one of the biggest questions that I get in the consults that I do with people is, um, can you just give me a workflow? Can you just tell me how to do this? And that has always been a little bit difficult for me because I find that I never know what, how specific to get with people and what they're looking for. And also toting that line of giving people this magic number or system, because I feel like, you know, Pinterest is so kind of fluid and different based on each account that to give this very strict regimented boom, boom, boom feels unnatural to me. I don't know if you feel the same way. Oh, totally. So this actually came from the process that I use to do a Pinterest strategy for clients. Sometimes they'll come to me and they'll say, okay, I want to do this, but I don't know how so I, I'll do an audit of what they have already, or I'll set up their new account. I'll make sure they have 10 optimized boards and kind of explain what the purpose of the board is, why we're pinning this stuff, what you should pin. Um, I'll give them some group boards to join. And then the rest of it is this process of what to do on an ongoing basis. So yeah, it is a little bit formulaic, but I find that people need that at least to start. So even mm-hmm. when I'm going to manage a Pinterest account, I will actually start with that process as well. So that will be instead of the standalone strategy that you just hand off to them, that becomes the onboarding process and kind of the, the quick start part of, of the relationship, the ongoing retainer. So I will actually do that for my own reference. And I will start with this, this kind of, um, you know, step-by-step, do this, do that. But of course, it's going to evolve over time. So yeah, it feels a little bit like a little constricted, but... I think people really need that, especially if they're new to Pinterest, to feel like, okay, I'm doing everything I should. And then as you get a feel for it, as you get a feel for the account and and the people who are are following it, 
then you're, obviously you're going to make adjustments, but it's just a place to start. Yeah, I really like that too, what you said about those new people really needing to have a good grasp of it. Mm. And that's, I think, how we all learn, right? Like we just need some, give me some place to start and we'll work outward from there. So yes. um, I, it's easy to forget sometimes when you get so far on the other side that there is that need for more specifics. So yeah. let's start there then with what to do on Pinterest daily. What's your suggestion? What to do every single day? Well, and, and I think that you don't necessarily absolutely have to do this. So it could be a couple times a week, but you know, it ultimately, if you could do it every day, go in and pin live. So look at, look at your home feed, see what looks good. Check the links, repin. Look at some of your favorite blogs that are out there and what's being been published and see what you want to pin. And sometimes I'll have people in mind who I want to support and I'll go and look at, see what they've pinned, see if I can give them a little love too. Mm, that's a really good tip. I really like that for outside content and find that it actually makes it really easy to find um, your outside content because you know somebody shares good stuff, right? right. So you can yep. go to their page and you can share from what they have. Yeah. Um, do you give a recommendation as to how many pins per day? <laughs> this, is, mm -hmm. this is a trick question. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So I think that we have found, and I, I think you'll agree with me that you need to keep mm -hmm. it under 50. Yes, I do okay. agree. Okay. So for, for my account, I probably do 10 to 12 a day scheduled through Tailwind, mm -hmm. of course. And then I'll go in and do however many I feel like live, but I, I'm not ever going to hit 50 by mistake because that's just a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think it if is you a could, lot. Yeah. So if you could start with five or six a day scheduled and then a couple live, I think you'd be doing well. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people ask me too, what the ratio should be. Do you have one that you stick to of your pins versus other people's pins? No. No, because okay. I don't blog 12 times a day. So I don't have the luxury of being able to make 80% you know, of the content that I pin mine. Right. So I'm looking more for creating a resource or being a destination for people to come and find all the great content on a topic as opposed to just my stuff. I mean, if I did mm -hmm. write 12 blog posts a day and I could just share my stuff, um, I might, <laughs> but, mm. but I can't possibly fill all the needs of all the people who are following me. And so I, you know, I'm happy to share other people's great content. Yeah, I agree with that too. I always suggest starting with like a 50, 50 ratio if you mm -hmm. have a lot of content, but like similar to you for my simple pin account, I don't have enough content. So I actually only do probably two to three of my own yeah. to, um, you know, seven or eight of other people's just yeah. because, I don't have enough. Right. That's probably close to what mine is too, actually. But yeah. I like what you said about like just being a good curated resource. Like, does yeah. this match what people are looking for or what they expect from me? Exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you're looking at your, your insights, your analytics to see what people are interested in, there are probably quite a few things that you're never going to write about, but you still might want to pin those things just mm -hmm. to attract the more people like the ones who already follow you. Right. You said something really interesting that um, I liked. You said, go onto your phone and do some live pinning. What do you feel like, yeah. what value do you end up getting from that type of habit? 
Well, me personally, I find a lot of, of new bloggers that I didn't know about doing mm. it that way. So normally when I'm going to schedule pins, I will use um, Tribes and Tailwind, which is another thing I suggest checking out every day um, because it's, it's like-minded people who are putting their content into a tribe that you can easily schedule out into Tailwind. Um, so between that and also the Discover Content tab in Tailwind, mm. I have put in the sources that, that I know about and that I want to pin from. So mm. I, I mean, recently I have found several great new bloggers I'd never heard of before and now I'm pinning their stuff. So for me, that's the benefit. I think also Pinterest likes to see you um, on there using their platform. Right. And that might give you a little bit of a boost. I think it also gets you out of the scheduler onto the platform to see how a regular user uses Pinterest. I always find that kind of amazing to see and ask my friends that too. But like, I love using it as most people do from their phone. And then I get a different view of it and it gets my brain thinking more like a user and less like a marketer. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I mean, I'm on the couch at you know 10 o'clock at night when I should be going to bed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm painting instead and finding recipes and whatever else I want to do. Oh, I totally get it. I could I could go down in like a pinning rabbit hole sometimes. That's what it's for. Yeah. Okay, so to kind of tighten up the daily, we want to pin every day. It's not so much the focus on the numbers, but it's the focus on the quality content. And then you also want to look for um, what's happening on mobile and seeing about your home feed, stuff like that. And then you want to check out Tribes in Tailwind and just do an overall sweep over all those things. Yes. Okay, got it. And that doesn't need to take any more than five minutes if you can avoid the rabbit hole. Oh, that's the trick right there. And you know (laughs) what I've started doing, and maybe some people need to do this, is I've actually started setting a timer or a reminder on my phone. Like I'll say, hey, Siri, can you set a reminder for um, 10 minutes for me to stop work at this time or stop Pinterest at this time? And Mm -hmm. I find that that has really helped me cut down on excess um, willy-nilly stuff. I don't know a word for it, but (laughs) let's just call it distracting the distracting yeah. stuff that distracts us away from what we're supposed to be doing. Because Pinterest, you know, is just a tool to be able to get more eyes on your content. It's not the end all be all. It's just a tool that we use. So if you're spending all your time on Pinterest and not enough time on your website, your services or your blog, then you got to flip flop that. You got to turn that back <laughs> yeah. around. Yes. That's going to be a tough, that's always a tough one. I know. Okay, so then let's talk about weekly. What are some things that you suggest people do once a week? Uh, well, create content, right? So yeah. new blog posts. Um, I'm on a once a week schedule now after many months of slacking. Um, Good <laughs> but, job. Oh, I thank you. Um, so your new blog post should get a fabulous pinnable image. Um, but you can also spend a few minutes looking at some of your older posts. Maybe, maybe some posts are getting a lot of Google traffic, but not a lot of Pinterest traffic. Could you maybe give it some new pinnable images mm-hmm. and then repin it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'd be one thing I do is work on your content, which okay. I know is kind of indirect, but then pin it. So that's Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And check out who's followed you. Mm-hmm. So, I I can forget to do this sometimes, but go look at at who's following. See if you want to follow any back. 
Um, and I've noticed they've changed kind of how they're displaying that lately. Yes, you cool. were talking about that in one of our groups the other day. So what are yeah. you seeing now? Well, I noticed that instead of just giving you like the name of the person and just a tiny little shot of what they're pinning. Let me, let me just do it right now. I'll tell you what I'm seeing right this moment. Yeah, because it looked different. And I feel like for some reason, your account always gets the awesome stuff first. <laughs> because you got tried it like 10 months ago before anybody else I had it. did. It was crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's see. Oh, you know what? Now it's changed again. Oh, gosh. Um, let me see. Wait. Follower. Okay. Wait. Wait. Yeah, it's changed back. So for a while there, it was showing not just the cover image and a follow button with the name. Mm -hmm. It was showing, it looked like um, the, oh, goodness, the showcase. Oh, so okay. It would show you a bunch of their recent pins, which is super helpful in deciding if you want to follow them. So you don't have to click through and look at it. So you say, oh, yeah, they're pinning stuff I like and just follow, follow, follow. So that oh, okay. um, has gone away, but uh, I have a feeling it'll be back. It could come back. <laughs> yeah, it it's will. like the mystery of the boards lately. Boards have like mysteriously gone and then mysteriously shown back up these days. Yeah, I saw that. Like especially group boards, isn't yeah. that what I'm seeing in your group? Yeah. Yes, That's they're so just weird. or ones people have left like six months ago. They're suddenly <laughs> back. Who knows why? Funny. Yeah. Well, anyway. something funny I noticed is that you'd only see like 15 of your followers at a time with a new format. So it was clearly oh. kind of in testing. Okay. Got it. So look for that. So regardless of how you see it on your account, the important thing is that you look to look at who's followed you. Yeah. I look at who's followed me. And then if it's a really good relevant account, I will go look at um, everyone else they're following or maybe people that are following them and find that some new great accounts to follow. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, and this is something too, that can be done when you're on the couch late at night, just clicking on your phone, you can oh, see yeah. who's followed you. So it doesn't have to be something you build into your business work time during the day too, which is nice. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun to see who, who's found you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I take a, a quick look at my analytics. So I want to see if something's taking off. So if a blog post is doing really well, should I create some more images for it? Maybe I should promote it. Mm. or is a, a pin that was doing really well, not anymore. <laughs> so um, if, if you were getting a bunch of clicks to your site and now you're not anymore, it's just a good way to catch issues before they yes. start. Like I've seen in your group, a lot of people are like, all of a sudden all my URLs are blocked. Well, how do they yeah. know that unless they're taking a look, right? Exactly. You mm -hmm. do not want that to go out, to go on too long before you find out. <laughs> so here's a question about analytics that some people I think can get caught into is, would you ever suggest checking your analytics daily? I guess you could, but I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to. I think it would be a little overwhelming and mm -hmm. not super useful. Personally, what do you think? I, I agree with you. I think there mm -hmm. is... I think bloggers, especially because I have a lot of bloggers in my audience, really track their analytics um, pretty closely. But when it comes to mm -hmm. Pinterest, I wouldn't do it um, more than once a week just because mm -hmm. of how daily traffic is so crazy. Like, And, mm -hmm. and also with the slow okay. delay in the smart feed, I really think that it would just... <laughs> I, I often joke like it would drive you to drink just because <laughs> yeah. there's so many things that change over a week that to look at a week picture... And what happened during that week is usually a better approach than daily. Right. Yeah. So it could either be really discouraging or you could feel like you're taking over the world and the next day it could change back again. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So what do you look at when you look at your analytics weekly? Well, I have um, my fancy dashboard that I look at that makes it super easy for me because I I don't do huge deep dives into analytics, um, not because um, I don't like to, but because I feel like sometimes too, too much is too much. So I have this dashboard that shows me basically just what are the top 10 pins and then what are my page views like overall and then just from Pinterest and then I like to look at percentages of traffic. And I, I feel like looking at this dashboard for me allows me to see if something goes wrong. You know, like if um, yeah. we just had a client who she changed servers and all of a sudden all of her traffic went to counting as her Pinterest traffic went to counting as direct. So it yeah. looked like all of her Pinterest traffic was gone. But in fact, it wasn't gone. It had just shifted. And so how we, did you figure that out? Well, because of the drop. So on the dashboard, okay. I can see the page views and it went from like 1100 page views a day to 100. So that always uh-huh. cues to me one thing. One is spam. Like her account could have been marked to spam. Therefore, nothing's getting through. Or mm-hmm. two, um, she had a really popular post possibly deleted. I've had that done to me. Or number three, it could have been that thing as direct into um, Pinterest. And so actually, I did have my assistant do a deep dive into analytics just to see if direct had gone up as the same time as Pinterest had gone down. And in yeah. fact, it had. So that would actually be the, the probably the deepest I'd go if I was looking more into things. Um, but that's the most common thing that we actually find is that mm. Pinterest traffic will count as direct when it, it yeah. so a lot of people will be like, it's gone. Like I don't have any traffic. Right. Well, actually it's still there. It's just not registering correctly in analytics. So it's a good thing. It just makes us kind of a little nervous to see the number so low. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it does. Yeah. So, um, that is, that's what I do each week. And then, um, this is jumping ahead, but each month I check it too. And I record my numbers for the month. I don't record numbers for the week. Um, cause that, yeah, it's just too much <laughs> numbers. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, but, but I, I really liked, you know, what you're talking about with the following the new people and looking around. Because I think sometimes when we're pinning throughout the week, our pinning can get stale and it can yeah. get like we're so tired of looking for content and it's no longer fun that mm-hmm. what we're putting out for our audience just is kind of lame. And so when mm-hmm. we go to find new people and see what they're looking for, we discover something new and exciting and then hopefully you get the reciprocity of people seeing you pin their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in the blog post, I had like four or five, about eight different ways to find new people to follow. Okay. Well, so, I'll link to yeah. that and have people go over and check that out. Cause there's some really, really good tips for what you can do each week in following new people. I love that. And like you said, it does make things a lot more fun. It does. It's not as, it's not as boring. We'll call it that. Um, Okay. So we've got our, so each week we want to check analytics. We want to look who's following you. We want to follow a few new people and we want to create content. Those are kind of the weekly tasks. Yes. Okay. So what do we do monthly? Mm, Okay. So monthly, I would go back and look at, um, look at your blog 
and schedule out your evergreen content to Pinterest. So anything that still applies that doesn't isn't out of date, and if, maybe if it is, you just go update it and then pin it again. Um, so schedule it out to as many boards as it fits. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of bloggers specifically will use looping so that their content is just consistently going out over time. But I I don't I personally don't do that because mm-hmm. I just want to do it. I do it myself. Right. Um, but I don't know. What's your feeling on that? Um, spot here? Yeah. Well, for, for me, it's kind of tough because I, I would agree with you. I don't want it to be going out all the time and to be looping because then I forget about it. And even when I was doing a consult for somebody the other day, we were looking at what pins were going out and there was some yeah. looping going on. And it was like Mother's Day and Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. And we're at the beginning of January. And it's like, nope, we don't need any of that. We need, um, you know, healthy cooking and organization and how to build habits mm-hmm. and systems. And these are what people are looking for productivity. They're not looking yeah. for Mother's mm-hmm. Day right now. So I think when you try to make sure that all your evergreen content is going out, you can forget that some of that is seasonal and it's not appropriate to what searchers are looking for. So, um, I would say I don't go any further than a couple of weeks only because I don't want to get caught in that trap of just throwing darts and hoping they stick. I want to be really intentional about what I'm giving my audience. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think, you know, that's kind of what I mean by evergreen content is just whatever is applicable either right now or all the time is going to, is going to be what I'm going to be sharing again that month. Um, But yeah, so schedule out the whole month. Of, of your older content that would be still useful. And then that's where I would go deeper on the Pinterest analytics. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and for myself, I just kind of look at it and adjust if I need to. But obviously for my clients, I, I create reports. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's helpful in content planning too. So a lot of times when, when I work with somebody on Pinterest, even if I'm not creating the content myself, like if I'm not doing handling their blogging and their their downloadable offer strategy, mm-hmm. I will I will still tell them, look, I'm seeing that this pin from this person is doing really well. So I suggest that you try to work in a similar topic. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great tip, especially if people are struggling to come up with ideas for their editorial calendar. Mm-hmm. I mean, there you go. You've got kind of a free one there in your analytics. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, this is what people are liking right now and should write about it too so you can get the clicks yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so looking at what's getting the clicks. Um, and then like like you were saying about the Google Analytics dashboards, definitely look at that and make sure that you have lead tracking set up. So, mm. you know, if you have your, your I'm so favorite, horrible at that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Alisa's going to teach me how to okay. use UTM codes because I am. Yeah, I'm, it's really I know not that they're, bad. They're really, I know, I know. I, I just and get then, scared. Then you can t- I know, but then you can tell your client or yourself, hey, my Pinterest efforts this month have brought in 300 new email subscribers. That's pretty Yes, good. that's so true. Okay, we'll dial that up after this is done. We'll, we'll set, it, okay. set a time. Okay, it's a date. Hold me accountable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, then in Tailwind, I'll look at the, blo- the board insights to see what's doing well, what's okay. not doing well. Um, if a board is just completely dead, I might move it to to a secret board or I might move the pins I really like from that board to a different board that is doing better and then just kind of retire that old board by moving it to secret. Um, I don't <laughs> I'm gonna mm-hmm. I don't delete pins 
mm. you know, you don't wise move. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to even say that. that I know. Because I know it makes me <laughs> No, I'm um, good with it now. I'm hoping it's okay. almost, I see it's like, it's decreasing in popularity. There's a few okay. people who just, you know, old habits die hard, but. Can't let it go. Yeah. 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 And then uh, if you have interest heat maps in Tailwind, look at what's, what's working really well. And then um, the Pinterest business blog will often tell you like what's trending for the month or mm. the, the Tailwind blog tells you what to post that month, or you have an annual planner that tells you what's going to be hot mm. this month. So Look at that at the start of the month and have that in mind for what kinds of things you should be pinning. Yeah, really important, especially, again, if you're struggling with what to create content-wise this month and maybe some of the Pinterest topics that are trending for the month fit really well with what you're blogging about or what you write about. Write about those. There's your ideas. Yeah, and then if you just look at the popular category on Pinterest, um, just scrolling through, you might see a trend that fits that fits for you as well, or mm. a trend in, in style of image that's doing really well. Um, see if you can kind of implement that that month and see how it goes. So on this monthly portion, let's say it's the mm. end of the month, it's the 30th or the 31st. How long mm. would you allot to yourself to do this? Oh, let's see. Um, if you don't have to put together a report, you could probably do it in an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I think that's a good time frame to set aside once a month to track. And do you, I know we talked about the Google, you talked about a spreadsheet. Maybe that was, um, do you keep track of these stats anywhere in a specific sheet? I know for your clients, you probably do, but do you for yourself? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. No, I, I don't never either. get the best, right? <laughs> I know. I know. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't think this. I think it's worth doing for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But as far as keeping record, no. I mean, you can, you can go back in Pinterest and look at what was happening months before if you need to. That's true. That's a really good point. And what you might find is that one month or certain months out of the year are going to be your higher months. Um, in that there's going to be this huge, you know, there's a huge wave that we see every year, especially in those who do, um, seasonal content like food bloggers or DIY. We see it start in mid October and really go till February 15th. And then it falls off (laughs) and it's kind of like every year that happens, but then, during these great shifts, when they fall off, other people take um, take over, like travel or homeschooling or frugal blogging or budgeting. Like these things tend to go crazy right now, and so it's it gives that importance to the fact that um, things trends ebb and flow, and you need to pay attention to what those trends are for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With my biggest client, that's what we've now that we've been with them for about a year, and they've been doing some marketing for over a year, we're starting to compare year over year instead mm. of month over month, because you can just, it really messes with your head. Like, yeah, we oh, had a gosh. great month. And then, yeah. oh. <laughs> I know. I'm sure so many people listening can relate to that. And they just want to pull yeah. their hair out at any given time. Mm-hmm. And this, I think with the monthly piece allows us to only think about that once a month, like just look at the overall view in that month. 
and then keep going until you get to a year. And even I I had another consult call where I was talking with somebody and they're like, man, my my Pinterest traffic is so down and it's just struggling with it. And I don't know how to get it up. And we went back and we looked at the year over year and she was up 5%. And it was like, let's celebrate yeah. the 5%. That's not right. down 5%. That's up. So even though it's not huge and it's not viral and it's not giant growth, 5% is 5%. And so celebrate those small wins when you see them. And it's what I encouraged her to do. And I encourage everyone to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the last thing I would do monthly is, um, Relating to group boards. Mm. So I don't like to think about, have to think too much about when I'm scheduling. Is this a group board or is this my own board? I just want to, I just want to schedule stuff where it belongs. Right. Um, so about once a month or so to look at the performance of your group boards. So if there are some that are just tanked and are not doing any more, any good, you can definitely leave those. Let me go ahead and try to replace them with better ones. So I, I use pingroupie.com. Okay. To, to find some more group boards to join. Yeah, that's a good one too. There's a Facebook group too called Pinterest group boards and you can go on there and do a search for group boards that fit your niche too as well. And I know in that group too, they have a lot of Tailwind tribes and I'm finding a lot of people switching from the group boards more to the tribes mm-hmm. um, because it's more organic and it's easier to pin to and it's kind of all one-stop shop, right? It's just there. Yeah. And yeah. group boards just seem to be on the decline. I mean, there's some that are still doing really good, but there's some that just have kind of fallen off, which is kind of sad because they were a really, really good tool. It really was. I really like it. I think that whole um, idea of collaborative is, is really important. It's just maybe we need to think about it a little bit differently now, which is kind of tough, but I think it'll just change over the year. And some of them, some of the ones I'm in are still really great for me, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, what I found lately is that even in some of the tribes I've joined, I had to go and look at how to leave a tribe because some of them, you know, the topic could be blogging and I'm seeing pins about recipes. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just don't do that. I know. I know that maybe that's another podcast is like how to run an effective tailwind tribe. Because I know there's people who are doing it. And they're mm-hmm. really knocking it out of the park. And so I need to find those people and yeah, I need to talk with them. Yeah. Um, okay. So monthly um, schedule out your evergreen content, review Pinterest analytics and Google analytics, and then look at what's trending and um, rearrange some pinning priorities. I love that yeah. right there. Pinning priorities. Good one. Any other tips for people trying to create a workflow either daily, weekly, or monthly? Well, I, I have this um, infographic yes. in the post that we're, we're talking about today, and I'm sure I'll to that too. But, um, I actually, we, we both actually printed it out before we started yes. talking. We did. <laughs> you, could just, you could just go just by this. I mean, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, for anybody listening, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, that will be on Simple Pin Media and you can go link to it and definitely print it out. If you just need a quick cheat sheet, this is what I need to do. Alisa has created just a great infographic that you can pin to, to your board so you could save it for later. Yeah. Um, There's also a little um, checklist that you can I get. I saw that, that too. I do kind of like was, a checklist. 
because it to. kind of reduces anxiety. Yes, I've done that. Yes, check, <laughs> check, nothing check. Left to do. <laughs> I know until you get up yeah. the next day. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that one has some resources. Like if you don't know what I mean by or where to create great images or how to follow new people, there are links to different articles about that too. Perfect. I love that. And yeah, everybody go um, read this post. I'll link to it again. And um, if you're struggling on creating a workflow and you are feeling overwhelmed with even all the information we've talked about here, my encouragement to you is just to start small. Like there is no perfect plan for starting your marketing on Pinterest. It really is just getting started. Just take that first step. Just keep moving forward. And that's the best way to get into the groove of what Pinterest marketing looks like for you, because it's going to look different for each and every person, each and every account. And if you never take that first step and just start pinning or just start getting your feet wet, you'll actually never know how it's going to work for you. So just start is my first piece of advice. Do you have anything else, Elisa, that you'd like to add? I guess the the biggest thing I think of with Pinterest marketing that I don't see happening all the time is is to realize that Pinterest is is just a support to the rest of your marketing, but it can also inform the rest of your marketing. So like you were talking about looking at pins that are popular that are getting a lot of clicks that might not, not even be your content. Just realize that it is a really great way to break through that editorial calendar slump when you don't know what's going to work. Pinterest will tell you. And and so it's not just about um, putting your content out there. It's about how to create good content as well. Mm, absolutely. Yes. Triple thumbs up if I had three hands to that. <laughs> okay, <I'll> be <laughs> because that is such, such, such good advice for people. So thank you, Elisa, so much for coming on and sharing about your Pinterest marketing plan. And I'm excited that people can download the infographic and the checklist and they can get started on creating a simple workflow that will work for them. Yeah, they can do it. They can. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was fun. I hope you walked away from today's episode with some really solid ideas about how you can implement a Pinterest marketing plan into your business plan daily, weekly, and monthly. The idea of this episode was to give you some really good guidelines to create a system that worked for you, not a system that works for somebody else, but something that works for your business specifically. If you want more information, show notes, links to the infographic, links to Elisa's incredible post, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 37. As always, thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm.